Hi, everyone. Producer Brett here. I just wanted to let you know that we had a small technical issue with Natasha's microphone this week that we unfortunately didn't catch until after the episode was recorded. It did affect the audio quality, but we think you'll enjoy the episode anyway. Thanks for listening. Here's the show. Life is magical. Welcome to Magic Monday. I'm Tess Whitehurst, spiritual author and spiritual teacher. And I'm Natasha Levenger, energy healer, reader, and spiritual coach. And this is a podcast about all the ways we experience and use the magic of the universe in our everyday lives. Hello. 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 Welcome, everybody. Yes. Um, so I, I was just remembering that I was forgetting what the cards we picked last week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I remember them. Oh, good. So, um, so it, we, I chose water, the water fairy from the, uh, Oracle, the Avalon Oracle. Okay. And you chose unconditional love oh, from right. spirit cats. That's right. Which then I chose later in the week on my own. And then I posted on Instagram. And when I posted it on Instagram, I just like cut the deck and there it was. So unconditional love was so, a real strong message for this week. Yeah. Did you experience unconditional love? And I don't remember what the water fairy was about. Uh, she's like feeling your emotions and letting your emotions oh, go right. and like accepting whatever your emotions are. And I mean, you know, this week I was thinking about it and it's been interesting. It's like, I think I feel the energy shift into the year of the young metal rat mm-hmm. because, you know, we just last week had Chinese New Year and we've been in a yin earth pig year and now it's, we're switching elements, which only happens every two years and we're switching from yin earth to young metal, which is it speeds things up. It's like way more masculine and stuff. So I think it's like, cause I would say this week has been characterized by irritation, for me. <laughs> <laughs> but also like, it's not bad though. It's like also enthusiasm and uh-huh. excitement and change. But then like, there is also this kind of like baseline of irritation mm-hmm. and Ted and I, I think we've both been kind of feeling that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you been feeling it? Yeah, I think I have too. Yeah. This speeding up wise, it, that's also an astrological thing happening too. Oh, Things really? are really speeding up. Yeah. yeah this so whole that's year. Also, that's mirroring that uh, metal rat, the uh, young metal rat yeah. energy shift. Yeah. It's supposed to be, this is supposed to be a year of speeding it all up. Oh, okay. Because it it reminds me of like in the Chinese five element system, the wood element is upward movement and it's positive Mm. change. It's like self-improvement. And when there's an excess of it, it's irritation. So it like reminds me of that energy where it's like, it's not bad. It's just like extreme sort of like positive change. Mm. But then, I mean, there have been I can point to some irritating situations yeah, yeah. that have been happening, but it's like, it's just a kind of, it also feels like a current of energy. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, also with the new moon, yeah, there's just a lot, there's a lot going on. There's mm. a lot going on. And I have also, I was trying to think about how I was feeling. One thing I was realizing is like, I've feeling a lot of pressure to achieve goals or like to work. And then I realized that's where, even though it's Aquarius season, there's still so much going on in Capricorn. Right. Oh, it's totally Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just. And then that young metal rat energy is also like success oriented, Um, goal oriented. 
like adventurous. I mean, it's inquisitive. Like it's just like a lot of movement. Yes. The Yin Earth Pig has been about relaxing, celebrating, mm. enjoying mm. our senses, slowing down. So it's kind of, I mean, in a way it's like being awakened from a, like a really restful sleep, uh, I think, where you're like, like adapting, yeah, you know, like, yeah. okay, I know I want to wake up, but I'm just still like getting used to this new yes energy, you know? and I think yeah. that's going to be a lot of the year, although last year I wouldn't call that restful. Oh, yeah, you didn't feel like, I mean, I can, I can tune into though how there was like that whole self-love wave that's in true. that last cycle, That's true. self-compassion, self-love. I mean, even if we weren't all always feeling relaxed and slowed mm-hmm, down, I think mm-hmm. we were all like learning that, like that was a kind of a message. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, um, hopefully that won't continue for me because if you're listening to this on Monday, tomorrow's my birthday. Happy birthday. Um, so I hope I won't be irritated. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you'll have fun. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. And if I, we're recording this before I have a karaoke party, but hopefully it was fun and not irritating. I bet it will be fun. Okay. Me too. (laughs) <laughs> um, and I experienced a lot of unconditional love from all the animals in this house. Oh. So much. It's just, if you want to have a lot of love, just adopt a lot of animals. Yeah. If you can care for them. And please don't buy them. Okay, that's my message. Buy them from a shelter. Um, okay, so should we move on to... Uh, sure, to Goddess for Yeah. Yeah. So Goddess Provisions is an ally of the podcast. It's a subscription service that we both really, really love. Mm -hmm. It's got a bunch of fun self-care stuff in it. Every month you can subscribe for one month or for more than one month. And you can check out all of the fun stuff in this month's box um, at goddessprovisions.com. But we would love it if you would go to magicmondaypodcast.com mm-hmm. and from there click on the goddess provisions banner at the right because that way if you do choose to subscribe you will be supporting our podcast yes and they have like crystals and candles and ultra clubs and all kinds of just like really fun stuff and they're all really high quality i mean it's yeah not, and it's, they're vegan yeah. they're cruelty free it's a, it's a great price it's really surprising it's not like um tchotchkes no. They're like really nice. Well, maybe they are tchotchkes, but they're really nice tchotchkes. They're lovable tchotchkes. And like well-made. And also they plant a tree, right, for every... Yeah, for every box yeah. they sell. So it's yeah. great. Um, okay. Is this now where we answer questions? Yes. Usually. <laughs> it's like every show is the first show that I have <laughs> to ask you where we are with things. Um, okay, so do you, want to- do you want me to read one? I have one sure. here. Okay, this one is from Laura J. She says, hey, ladies, I love your podcast and listen to it every week while walking around my neighborhood. I'm wondering if you can talk a little about being an empath and feeling people's drunken states. When I was younger, I always felt like I didn't need alcohol to hang with people who were drinking. I thought maybe because I was just in touch with my silly side. I am not around alcohol much these days, but recently on vacation, I found myself feeling tipsy when I was hanging out with folks who were drinking. It was subtle, but I had an aha moment thinking, wait, am I empathing this right now? Is this a thing? I would love to hear your thoughts. Thank you. Um, I have experienced this before. 
Yeah. Have you too? I mean, I like, I think I've mentioned on the podcast some, that sometimes I'll just have one sip of wine and then I'll feel <laughs> drunk, which is not possible, you know? <laughs> I don't know though. And scientifically. This, this may be a kind of crazy um, uh, tangent, but I was just reading how it's possible to have an orgasm from thought. Yeah. And from breath. Have you heard of the breath thing? Yeah. Because that I actually have experienced that personally. You have? Just from breathing? <laughs> During meditation. During meditation, <laughs> like through my whole body. It's not like genital based. It's right. like my body. And I was like, what is going on? Like I did not know. And then I Googled it and I like found some stuff. But mm-hmm. now people are talking about it and I'm like, oh, good. Maybe yeah. That's a thing that other people know about. Well, <laughs> I have experienced that in dreams. And I guess that's what they call, you know, like boys who are, you know, like when they have wet dreams, mm-hmm. like that they will dream about it and then it actually physically is happening to them. Oh, yeah. I know. I, th- I feel like I've had that in dreams. Yeah. I think that's common. Yeah. But that it can, like you can just be thinking or dreaming and then it actually happens physically to you. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that you, maybe you can like get drunk from one drink if it's like. It's really a mind response, you know, like you if you believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, totally. And and the placebo effect right. is so real. Yes, yeah, so that, real. Like if if you tell someone that they're drinking an energy drink, they feel wired even if it's not an energy drink and it's like they really feel like that. So it's not yeah. fake. And scientists actually that's I think I'm gonna say this right. <laughs> that that's how they determine if they need to make a uh, like need to make medicine. Like if the placebo is just as good as the actual medicine, oh. then they don't make it. I think. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it is really good. Like measurably, where yes. yeah. it like actually Works. physically changes you. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, I think that is true. But what I mean is, I guess it is possible, but not like in the normal mm-hmm. scientifically drunken way right. <laughs> like, like if they more. tested you they wouldn't be like oh although actually now that I'm thinking about I have heard that people who have like multiple personalities who really become a different personality um that like when they're one personality they can test as drunk and then when they're back to their like say whatever they call it I don't know their more regular personality they won't what yes I mean, okay, but there has been a lot of, like, maybe people are thinking that multiple personality disorder isn't real. Like, that there's been a lot of questions about that disorder. Well, this is a scientific study that I have read. Oh, okay. And I've heard about it because I was shocked, too. Like, like they really, like, and something else changes about them, like, like biologically changes. I think there's like a big debate. I the see. reason okay. I'm saying this is because when I was in high school, I loved the movie and the book Sybil, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. which is about multiple personality disorder. And I was like obsessed. I mean, I've always really been obsessed with psychology. And mm-hmm. then I read a book called Sybil Exposed. Mm-hmm. And it was like about <laughs> how this is not a real thing and like that it was mm-hmm. this like big fake hoax, not a hoax, but it was like someone who wanted to, you know, achieve right right or fame and but does that um, mean that it's true for everybody or just Sybil I do think that there have been a lot of questions Hmm. about Hmm. like dissociative disorder and fugue states and like 
multiple personality disorder, but mm-hmm. I think it's like a raging debate. debate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I'm so distrustful of doctors and more trustful of people really knowing what's going on with them that I, I mean, I would read it, of course, and see like, but it seems strange to me that that many people would, I mean, schizophrenia is essentially multiple personality disorder in some yeah, way. Yeah, I think, I think that the way that multiple person, well, I don't know. Yeah. I, think it's a, Listen, I, I don't think either experts. of us really no. know about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it's like, in my mind, it is the same as like the questions about suppressed memories. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have a degree in human development, aka psychology. Oh. So I have read a lot of about this. But oh, yeah. that's why I just like that. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, we're not. Anyway, the point is we've been there. <laughs> <laughs> and I have felt that same thing, too, where if someone else is drunk, it, I can feel it. I think that's just like a lack of boundaries in the moment. Yeah. And being empathetic and like at being able to feel what someone else is feeling. Yeah, and human beings, like, as just social creatures, we really do get into, I mean, empaths especially and highly sensitive people. But in general, we are able to kind of look at someone and sympathize with how they're feeling. And I would think that it might be a pretty natural thing to feel the drunkenness. And, you know, that's easy on your liver if you want to feel a little tipsy and you don't want to drink. Just uh, be around somebody. I've actually had to, like, pull myself back from that before and be like, oh, okay, no, wait, I don't want to do that. And then, like, call my energy back to me. Oh, yeah. You could set the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, you can if you don't like it. Yeah. Um, I was going to say something else, but I don't remember what it is. Okay, should I read the next one? Yeah. Okay, dokie. So this question, I actually don't know her non-Instagram name, so I won't say anything. I'll I'll just read a question. I had what I now know was a spiritual awakening slash breakthrough around Samhain. Since then, I've been seeing things, entities, creatures, you name it. I thought it was stress, and I talked with my doctor and therapist about it. We decided to get an MRI just to be safe. I have a history of brain cancer in the family. But my brain mate came back normal, and I'm still seeing things everywhere. I'm never shocked or scared by them, and they don't feel uncomfortable. We are seemingly neutral to each other. I guess I'm more curious of what I should do. I've been considering reaching out to them with my energy to see if I feel anything back, but I want to be careful. Like I don't want to invite something in and have to get attached to me or upset anything. This is totally new for me. Um, okay. Do you, do you want me to answer? Yeah, I want you okay. to answer. Um, so to me, it's not, I, I did, she was like, is this more of a reading thing? And I was like, I definitely would get a lot more clarity if I was in a reading. But in general, I would say um, it does sound like something opened up for her. It's interesting that it was around Samhain when the veil is mm-hmm. so thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I am sensing it's spirit. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's almost like she kind of got a like a like a window like almost like a literal window like oh there they are it's interesting they're all neutral to each other like it's just suddenly now this veil is super thin and they can she just has now like 
a window into this other world, maybe, mm-hmm. like seeing these specific entities and stuff. Um, this, I think we have talked about before, about whether or not she should talk to them. Because I remember, um, I, I remember just advising, like, being super neutral, using, like, if she does want to, um, being really spiritually hygienic about it, you know, making sure she has her boundaries, making sure she's just like, says some kind of thing about, I only get in my highest information for my highest good. I don't allow anyone in my space, you know, just being real, real clear about it. Yeah. Maybe working with Archangel Michael. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be my kind of go-to thing in that situation. Mm -hmm. But then the other thing is, if she doesn't want them there, I think she can also say, like, like, I no longer want a window into this world. And, like, maybe do a little meditation where she sees her boundary. She sees, like, the boundary of her aura. Maybe put blue around it. That's the color of certainty. Um, I'm actually going to talk about ownership boards today so do that anything to like really solidify her own space and then just um say like I no longer give permission to see this part and I turn it off and do whatever else she can to just like flip a switch if that's what she wants to do yeah I wonder I would be curious I mean there's information we don't know here but I would Mm -hmm. be curious if she's seeing this in her house only Mm-hmm. She said because she sees it in all caps everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. She said everywhere. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking about my friend Annie Wilder, who's an author, and she wrote a book about her haunted house where she discovered that her house is a portal. And yeah. like she had this interesting relationship with the ghosts that tra- that go through her house that was positive. Like she felt like it was part of her soul's journey, mm. you know, her, her soul like contract. So I, I feel like there's something like that with her. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Do you feel that too a little bit? Like, like it's maybe part of her contract? Or, yeah, like something, some part of her gifts that maybe she can explore and see why. I mean, I think it's that... super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I do. So, yeah, if she wanted to explore it further, um, you know, I, I always just rely on my go-to ways of looking at energy to do it I'm trying to think of do you have any techniques of how she could do it I'm seeing journaling Uh, about it or like talking maybe having Archangel Michael with her and journaling like oh what do they mean yeah or how can this yeah like a kind of a meditation Mm -hmm. a what I'm just going to say, like, how can I, how can this benefit me? Like, what can I use this experience to help my growth or whatever? Yeah, like spiritually investigate it, maybe like a tarot reading, meditate, like surround yourself with light, Mm -hmm. talk to Archangel Michael or another angel maybe that you feel drawn to. But Mm -hmm. I feel, I kind of am sensing there's something there where she's going to get some clarity about, oh, this is like a part of my unique gift. Mm-hmm. And this is how I feel really nourished when I express that gift might be helping the spirits to cross over or communicating with them in some way. I don't know what it is yet. Yeah. I mean, I told her if she wants to do a reading, I mean, that's how I could get in and really look oh. at it, which would be exciting. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are they doing? But if I just yeah. had to guess um, and she um, but anyway, yeah, if I had to guess, it's almost like, I mean, I don't think it's actually about them. 
I think it's about her ability to access it and then how she can use that new um, opening for other ways in her life. I think that's interesting. Because yeah. they really do feel real neutral to me. Like, uh-huh. if I had to guess, I'm not in a reading space, but that's just my first thought that it's just kind of like a window to what else she's capable of opening up and seeing. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot there that is unique to her. Totally. And yeah, handle with care with any kind of beings that are not in body. Okay, good rule of thumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag rule of thumb. (laughs) So now, um, should I read this other one about about inner child? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is from Elena. First off, I would like to say thanks to both Natasha and Tess. This podcast has been so amazing in my life, and you both are amazing, brilliant women who empower and help so many people, including myself. I have connected and have learned so much from each episode. I have been slowly working on soul coaching and inner child work for the past several months. On the last podcast, shadow work came up again, and Tess also shared an article on her blog about shadow work. Here's my question. What are the main differences between shadow work and inner child work? Are they similar? I feel that maybe I'm just confused about the two, and your input is much appreciated. Thanks so much. Okay, so um, essentially inner child work can have shadow work involved in it because when you're talking to your inner child, if a lot of times it's a lot of feelings that you haven't been accessing before. You've been shoving it down. And so the inner child will reveal the shadow side to you. Um, so if you've been really sad and you've been ignoring it or whatever, and you check in with her or them and say, like, you know, what's, how are you feeling? You, you know, and then they're like, I, or say they're mad at you. I'm mad. You ignore me. You know, whatever it mm-hmm. is, then that is shadow work. You're doing shadow work by bringing out that anger that you haven't been paying attention to a whole that part you of haven't it. wanted to look yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the simple way to put it. Yeah, but then there there is crossover, but they also have their own separate aspects. Like there's also the healthy child, the uh-huh. magical child, the creative child, like the things maybe about yourself that you don't want to hide and you are willing to look at, but that are like a part of you yeah. that is young and youthful. Yeah. And then there are shadow work aspects that don't have to do with the inner child. I mean, I guess we all always have to do with the inner child and everyone, yeah. but we also can think of shadow work as being like things that maybe we, when we became socialized into this culture, we learned, oh, you know, you've got to be polite and you should be nice and you shouldn't be weird, but you should be unique. Like we're, <laughs> yeah. you know, like we learn all these things that it's impossible to be all yeah. these things. And especially in the internal realm, because we are wild animals also. We're domesticated, but we have the part of ourselves that is uh, like, you know, just having the full range of anger and yeah. selfishness and greed and laziness and also all the things that we do want to embrace and claim and show the world. So that's, I think, the shadow work that is not um, inner child. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't necessarily coincide with inner child. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, even said. though when we were socialized, we were children, so it did switch off at that. It's true. Moment. So there is crossover. Yeah, I mean, you, I, yeah, 
I mean, in her ch the shadow work, I guess, could be any age. Like, say you had a secret or something, and you shoved it down. Um, that may be an older part of you that doesn't want to be seen or something. Yeah, or even, like, if you think of how babies just will just scream in public. Mm -hmm. And then we learn, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. And then that, can't, I mean, we could think of that as being a shadow side, as the part of you that is in public that ha is having feelings that aren't appropriate to show in public in that moment. Yeah. So, yeah, there's crossover, but it's like the terminology is for different purposes often. Yeah. But either way, you don't have to get in your head about it. You can just do whatever work feels good to you. To yeah. That. Yeah. All right. Is it time for my thing? Yes, okay, it's time for your great. thing. Maybe I'll remember this next week. Okay. It's time for the energy report. Okay. So I guess <laughs> I should say, especially I think we have a lot of new listeners um, coming in. The energy report is when I talk about the trend that I see energetically from clients that have come to see me that week. What I'm noticing as the kind of through line from, yeah. So, um, you know, it really is continuing to be more of the same of it. It does seem to be heating up. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I said this, I just realizing I said this last week too, things are more intense for people. There's a lot of stuff coming up and I do think that might be the Pluto Saturn conjunction and just 2020 is like really bringing it all up for people it's like no more time and you know it's showing in the world as well with climate change and i mean it's all yeah. over the place yeah and a, an election year mm -hmm. such a bummer yeah but well <laughs> or not i mean i yeah, yeah. no there are good and bad things about it but yeah. it's just like that's that irritation too like hearing about all these details oh yeah the, yeah the reality show of an election yeah um, yeah it's okay. hard um but the other thing is, though, at the same time, it's funny where last year maybe the simultaneous thing happening was more self-love opening up. This is more, again, feels more sped up to me. It's more like, oh, the possibilities of what you can create is also simultaneously happening. So while you're looking at what isn't working, it's also like, oh, but I could create all of this. You know, there yeah. is like a creation thing happening. And I do know astrologically this coming week there, it's going to speed up a lot to the point where it's like, you may just want to hold off a little bit and just have some patience with it. You know, listen to your own information always, but there might be some desire to speed up even more. And then like, but it might be a good idea to just like wait and feel it out if you are feeling that irritation energy. Well, is to you're saying I'm really listening so closely because <laughs> I am feeling <laughs> so. So you're saying like if you're feeling like this isn't working, but this is what I want to create, maybe to take a step back yeah. and kind of assess and breathe and like yes. think about it, but not take action right away. Yes, exactly, okay. exactly. Just feel it out. Feel, you don't have to put the pedal to the metal, you know, if you mm. do. <laughs> and I just think that's an interesting choice of words at the metal, oh, right. the onset of the metal. Year. Right, right. Well, this is the pedal to the, oh no, no. Did I say that wrong? Pedal. Pedal to the metal is a phrase. It is a phrase, but what do they mean? I'm just all of a sudden I mean, realizing, like, I'm picturing <laughs> a car, but why are they calling it? 
because it's like pushing the pedal. Yeah, the oh, the pedal, right? but why to the metal? <laughs> oh, because the metal's at the bottom. The bottom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <Yeah>. Yeah. <laughs> I am trustworthy, even though we just had to go through that. You know why? <laughs> because in my head, I was seeing it with a D, M-E-D-A-L. Not M-E-T-A-L. Oh. So I was like, why are they calling that metal? Like you're winning. Yeah, the like metal. Yeah. But I, I was picturing the car too. Anyway, y'all, here we are. So my... <laughs> <laughs> we are not stoned. No. At least I'm not. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> no, I am not. I am not. I wouldn't do that. I respect what I my role here too much. Maybe after, but not right now. Okay. So what I wanted to go over this week to sort of help with that, because this keeps coming up with clients, and I've talked about this before, is to just go over the um, ownership courts again, because I've talked oh, about yeah. this before, but it really helps to, it's been a while, and it's very powerful. I just was talking about this with a client last night, and it was like, had such an immediate effect, and I find it does too. So the reason I'm going to talk about ownership courts is because there's so much going on right now, both the letting go of things that aren't feeling right to you anymore and the bringing in, that you want to make sure you have your own container, that you know where your energy is and you're getting your own information as much as possible, that yeah. it's not getting mixed with this old energy that you're trying to let go of, that you're looking at it from your center, because sometimes we tend to merge with these things, you know, as we try to figure them out to let, you know, if it's like, say, parental issues or oh, old okay. issues with friends or something, we tend to merge with the energy of it because we're trying to figure it out. But, you know, we all know, as Einstein said, you can't figure out a problem at the same level it was created. Oh, so you yeah. really want to do your best to expand your energy, make it bigger, and also just make sure it's contained. Like I said, you have your container in your own aura um, so that it doesn't get confused with with like being an empath with someone's drunk energy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? So yeah. Quick. And so would that be like, like remembering, because when I'm thinking of merging, I would think of like, oh, this person did this to me and this is a problem about my relationship with this person, like just kind of like feeling like it's a story that you have to face. Is it like that kind of like that you re maybe rise above it or step out of it for a second yes. and you're like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. I wouldn't have put it in those words. How, because for me, I don't, well, like, but yes, what you're saying is right. It's essentially merging with the story. It's getting caught up mm -hmm. in that, like, oh, I want to figure this out because, um, I don't want to feel, let's say, insecure all the time with this person. But what ha often happens is you, you bring your energy to that level of insecurity that you're trying to let go of and you end up magnifying it. Does that make mm, sense? Because you're, yeah. you're getting into it, trying to figure it out, but you can't figure it out from that insecurity level. You have to be in your whole space. Yeah, like maybe like visualize stepping up above out of the drama of it kind of or well what I like to do to make myself now we're kind of shifting and but it's good um is 
I like to fill up with gold light because that's my go-to. Well, first find the center of my head. Say hello to myself from the center of my head, which is the place between your, if you drew a line between the tops of your ears, like through. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. uh, and then just say hello to yourself. That's neutral. Fill up with gold light and then make yourself even bigger. Like, like make that gold, like you can practice like making it bigger than the room, making it bigger than your house, making it bigger than the city you're in. And you can even go as big as the earth and then bring it back down mm. to a size that feels comfortable to you. But that actually is a really nice way to clear things out and make yourself bigger than the energy. There's multiple yeah. ways. I mean, cord cutting, you know, clearing out. And yeah. like remembering you're safe. Yes. I think because I'm like, this is fresh in my mind because I won't go into detail. But yesterday I had an interaction with somebody who uh, was really irritating. <laughs> and uh -huh. and I really took it personally. Mm. And um, Yeah, that's hard. So I'm feeling like um, – you know, this morning I meditated and I did kundalini yoga and I felt some distance from it. And I feel like remembering like, oh, yeah, I'm safe. And like remembering I really have been that Course in Miracles thing has really been helping me lately of like everything is either a love or a call for more love. So then it stops being like, oh, this person is bad and wrong and they were trying to take advantage mm -hmm. of me, you know, and like that taking that story out of like, oh, this person – I was having a lack of love and then that activated a feeling of lack and love in me and mm -hmm. let me kind of like get yeah. in what you're saying about surrounding yourself in light I feel like that remembering that light is filled with love and that I'm safe and then to like start to get perspective from it yeah yeah you when you get bigger it helps you to get more perspective because you're bigger than the problem, bigger than the story. You're reminding me, this is kind of going off on tangent, but talk about irritating. I went to the health of the, whatever, the grocery store the other day, and I was asking this guy who was behind the counter for if they had this thing that was in the flyer, which I had on my phone. And he was like, we don't have that. And he turned around and I was like, okay. And then I was like, I pulled it up. I had to pull it up my phone. I go, excuse me, do you have this? And I showed him my phone. He just like looked at it. And then he looked at me and he goes, I can't read that. What yeah, the heck? I know. And then, and then I was like, okay, can you get me someone who can help me? And he went and got someone. I heard him say like, I don't have time for this. You know. What the heck? Yeah, that's I know. Crazy. So in my that was yesterday. It wasn't. It was like two days ago, I think. Oh, okay. So anyway, I have my first reaction was like, I should tell the manager about this guy, and he should. And then I was like, Ugh, this guy can't even read on a phone. Maybe he needs a job or whatever. So yeah. I didn't want to do that. So what I did was I released any cords that were between us. I just imagined any cords and I sent him back. I sent him back his energy. I called my energy back to me. I put his face in a gold rose and I exploded yeah. <laughs> and I sent it back to him. Oh, actually the first thing I did was I put my hand in my heart and I was like, that really hurt. Like that oh, was yeah. hurtful. I forgot to do the self-compassion yes. situation. That was yeah, the biggest help before I even, that enabled me to do the rest of the energetic stuff. Oh yeah. So that's like, we can refresh that. This is a moment of suffering. Yes. I suffering. put my hand on my heart and I actually just tuned in my inner child and I 
saw, you know, that she was really, I was like, that was really hurtful. That felt bad that, you know, he wasn't very nice. That was hurtful. And then, um, I felt so much love for my inner child. And then I just, that enabled me to feel compassion towards this guy. So, because my heart was more open and I just felt like, oh, he must be feeling really awful. Like I'm lucky. I have a job I like. You know, I have love and like it enabled me to just like send him love. But then I also did release the cords and I just in case he was still around and I blew up face and then I filled up with love. Oh boy, we've really. (laughs) No, but that was that. I mean, that was really helpful to me because I did forget to do that yesterday. And I will say that I can see now, especially now that you're talking about self-compassion, that instead of being like, oh, that really hurt me and that made me feel vulnerable and that seemed really unfair, you know, and then to just remind myself that's part of the human condition and send myself love. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing that, I was like, oh, I shouldn't have been in that situation Um, in the first place. Like I shouldn't have put myself in that situation mm -hmm. and this was my fault. And I, and, you know, and, and I was also irritated with the person. I felt like it was also her fault, but it was like, I, I just started getting, just like you're saying, like into the story so much yes. that I forgot to step out of it. And then I didn't sleep well last night. No, I just kept yeah. being like, oh, that happened. That shouldn't yeah, have happened. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That self-compassion piece is everything. Because for you, it might have been like, um, like you, I, you know, something about the situation and being in this, like that was very upsetting to be in that situation or, you know, whatever it was for you. It may not have been sadness for me in that moment. My little inner child felt very hurt and unseen. I think that was the other thing. I felt very um, rejected and, which is so silly. If you think about it, like on a, like, this is some dude who works (laughs) at the, you know, he's like, no, I'm never going to see him again. It ha- he has no meaning in my life. But it, I felt real, my little inner child felt really yeah. hurt. And that what came out on the outside was, fuck that guy. I'm going to tell his manager yeah. and they should know. And I wish I should report him to the grocery store. You know, I was getting all angry, which is fine. Anger is beautiful. But when I just did that little check-in underneath it really was, I felt rejected. I felt a fan, you know, all that other stuff. Yeah. So cluing in with that. Like yeah, tuning in to inspiring. that. It's so funny how, like, how many times I need to oh, be reminded yeah, of this, yeah. Like, yeah. endless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, and that self-compassion thing, that's why what really helped me get into it more often was that week that I suggested doing that hourly, you know, putting your hand in your heart and checking in. I don't do it hourly, but it did get me in a habit of checking in more. Yeah. So that it became like more second nature when I was feeling hurt or whatever to be like, oh, what's going on? You know, that was hurtful, you know. Yeah. It changes everything. Yeah. You know what? I hate to tease it, it, but I think I'm going to do the ownership course next week. Oh, yeah. Because it's kind well, of did more you, lengthy. Oh, because, oh, was I No, this like, is great. You? No, you know what? Okay. This was what was meant to be. And I oh, think okay. that it really was meant to be this week because this week there could be a lot of hurt feelings. I don't want to predict oh. anything and I'm not predicting anything. But that irritation stuff and the speediness and all of that could be really happening this week. So I think that actually the message that needed to come out was self-compassion. 
Okay. So that is my recommendation is remembering self-compassion. Oh, and I will say one interesting thing is that um, the only interesting thing I will say is <laughs> that I did have a client this week who was talking about how when they um, try to give themselves self-compassion, they don't feel it. Like when they put their hand on their heart or whatever, they don't feel anything. And so what that's about is really receiving and allowing yourself to receive. Mm. So especially with things speeding up this week and this year, if you are, if you have that experience and I'm sure someone listening, so other people have it um, because she did um, just slow down a little bit and give Mm. yourself a breath and ask yourself, how can I receive or, um, how can I easily receive? That's not quite it. What is that message? It's um, I'm open to receive, affirming it, mm. affirming. I'm open to receiving my highest good and my self-love. Oh, yeah. So, and I think yeah. that conscious breathing thing is a huge deal mm-hmm. with receptivity and just feeling your energy. So then yes. when you tune in, just notice when you breathe in, notice when you breathe out, let your breathing become natural, but keep your attention on it. Then you feel the energy moving through your body and you can feel your own emotion and you can direct it toward yourself. I mean, yes. energy work and magic in general, conscious breathing is such a key Yes. Yeah, because if you're just not, if you're tuned out from your breath and you're just like, you can't, there's no space to receive. Yeah. So you really yeah. do need to like consciously slow down. And we may need to do that a lot. So um, this coming year, consciously slowing Conscious breathing. Down. And you know what? The metal element rules the lungs. Oh, so conscious breathing can help support. And you know that. what else? Lungs. Um, when people have lung illnesses, that's often, um, unprocessed grief. Yes. I have heard that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is even more of a reason to get in the habit of just checking in with that inner child with slow, just like, how are you feeling? Or if you already know you're hurt, looking, checking in with them and being like, that was hard. Yeah. This was a moment of suffering and really checking in. Also, just like every, again, I'm going to repeat that old, the one I had that week, which was so powerful for me, is um, just checking in hourly with letting them know something about your inner child that you love or that you appreciate. Mm. And it can be real. And that happened in that last hour. It can even just be like, you really nurtured yourself by eating, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. It can be anything, but just that helps bring your. That's another way of owning your space too. The mm-hmm. more you check in with your inner child, the more you own your space. Yeah. All right. That I'm actually I'm really glad how the energy report went this week. Okay. Yeah. It was a good. It's like it was meant to like um, morph. And change. Yeah, I'm really grateful for it. Thanks oh, for thanks for that needed support. Yeah. All righty. Okay. So now, yeah, is it time? Sure. Okay. So now it's time for <laughs> practical magic. Okay, guys. So this is really fun and exciting. Ooh. This coming Sunday. So it's almost a whole week from when this podcast comes out. Okay. But it is a pagan holiday. It's the holiday of Imbolc. Oh yeah. 
So this is the quickening. This isn't quite the spring equinox, but it is when we start to feel just a little bit like we're starting to move out of winter and into spring. And it's uh, a holiday that's associated with the Celtic goddess Breed. She was like a really great overarching goddess, is a Celtic goddess. She's a triple goddess, a maiden, mm. mother, and crone. And she's a goddess of both fire and water. Mm. So like the sacred wells. And she has to do with creativity, poetry, magic, um, and intuition and divination. Mm. So this, what you can do this Sunday and leading up to this Sunday, you can, you know, just be aware of this portal of energy that we're coming into. Uh, you can take a sea salt bath to cleanse. You maybe light a white candle and call on Breed, the great goddess, and put some sea salt in your bath. So you have the fire and the water and you're purifying yourself. Mm. Another thing you can do, and this is related to actually um, the there's a Catholic festival called Candle Mass, mm -hmm. Candle Mass, mm -hmm. that's around the same time as in bulk. It was kind of like, what do they call it? Syncretization. Mm -hmm. They take the pagan holidays and they change them mm -hmm. into Catholic or Christian ones. Mm -hmm. And because of this Candle Mass uh, celebration, a tradition has been to find round up all your half-burned candles oh. and burn those. Mm -hmm. It's kind of neat like to that. kind of like, yeah, it's like a cleansing because mm -hmm. it does, they do start to have a little stagnant energy when you have a bunch of half-burned candles. Mm -hmm. If you get them together and light them and maybe starting now and throughout the week, just like that, you could bless the candles. You could call on breed to call in, you know, bright cleansing blessing inspiring energy that activates your intuition fires up your creativity helps you get aligned with the wheel of the year as we move closer to spring if you're in the northern hemisphere if you're in the southern hemisphere then it is um lunasa hmm. for you which is also a really well all the holidays are really wonderful and exciting mm -hmm. but it's a whole other side of the wheel of the year it also has to do with the sun like all of the pagan holidays do mm -hmm. the wheel of the year but for in bulk uh yeah going within and then getting ready to you know expand mm -hmm. into the spring that's nice i like that and we have the pagan natasha and oprah's birthday on tuesday Oh, the pagan holiday of <laughs> Natasha and Oprah's birthday. You have Oprah's birthday. We've talked about yeah, this yeah. before. Yeah. Oh, that's so well, awesome. She has been upsetting me lately, but oh. that's all right. We'll move on from that. I always have a complex relationship with Oprah personally. Yeah. Well, oh, anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to stop your practice. <laughs> well, magic, I did <laughs> feel like there was one more thing to say mm -hmm. about um, in bulk. So yeah. what you're talking about with practical or with um, the energy report surrounding yourself in light, that is really aligned with oh, in yeah. bulk. That, because it's purification and it's protection. So if you want to do protection magic, like protecting our auras, protecting our boundaries, um, protecting our self-love, mm -hmm. and then also purification, it's like that getting rid of stuff that we don't need, stories that are holding us back, and clearing the way for this pretty rapidly moving cycle yeah. that we're moving into now, the more we can release 
Yeah. And that's like in the physical world and the non-physical world, then the more we can like create the space for things to flow or letting go of like hassles and irritation so that we can like be in this rapidly flowing, really mind-oriented energy that's happening right now. Yeah. In a clear place. So it just can flow Mm -hmm. through us. Yeah. I like that. All right. Um, so, sorry to interrupt with my birthday, but <laughs> no, do because that was it. That okay, was, good. I'm done. no, that that was. <laughs> I, I don't have anything we more wanna... to say about that. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> I meant before. I meant before. Segment. Oh, well, you wouldn't like wow. that. Well, not for me. I well, maybe know. it would help me. Oh, yeah, to celebrate when we come into August. All right. Well, let's really just do the housekeeping stuff. Well, first, yes. we want okay. to say we are so excited to be launching our Patreon. Um, it actually it won't be this week, but everything. Fingers crossed, it'll be the following week. So I think that's like February third, maybe. Hmm. Seems possible. Right at, around after Impulse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's February 3rd yeah. next week. Um, but you can find me at highslighthealing.com where you can um, schedule a session with me. I do energy readings where I look at the situation that's happening. And then I do a healing where I clear out pictures and chakras, update contracts, past life healing, stuff like that. You understand. And... <laughs> <laughs> You can sign up for my newsletter also at my site, and you can find me at Highest Light Healing on Instagram. And you can find us at magicmondaypodcast.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter on there, as well as, I guess we're going to have to add our Patreon on there, maybe. Um, Oh, yeah. Um, you can ask us a question on there that we have a little form there for asking us a question. And you can also go to Magic Monday Podcast listeners on Facebook and then Magic Monday Pod. Is that it? On Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook. We have like a page, yeah, where we post our like Instagram stuff is linked to there. And then we also have a group yeah. so you can have a conversation. Yes. And, and we always have our show notes up too. So oh, yeah. if we on mention pod- something, if we use an website. on the website, yeah, magicmondaypodcast.com, the books we mention, the websites we mention, the Oracle decks we use, we link to all of those. Yeah. Um, where can we find you? You can find <laughs> me at testwhitehurst.com, on Instagram at test4444, on Twitter at testwhitehurst, on Facebook at author. And on YouTube at Tess Whitehurst. And if you go to TessWhitehurst.com, I have an online school of magical yes. arts called the Good Vibe Tribe, which you can try for free. And we do live web chats every Tuesday. And I have a bunch of online workshops that you can access with that membership program with PDFs and recommended reading. And then we have a really great community too on Facebook. Yeah, it's great. And there's also so many lessons and information on that website. It's just a plethora of info. Thanks. So um, we'll pick our oracle, our uh, card for the week. I have a hard time deciding between the mystical cat's tarot and earth magic. Do you have any thoughts? Hmm, I'm feeling mystical cats. Okay. I'm actually reading from a tarot deck too, though, so oh. um, I'm doing the star tarot. So I don't know if that influences your decision. Well, I was feeling mystical. 
gosh. I was feeling mystical. Okay. <laughs> Such decisions. <laughs> okay. Did you already pick it? Oh, goodness. I just flipped all the cards. Oh. Okay. I wonder what that symbolizes. Mm. Um, I, yes, I am reading from the Star Tarot, and I picked the Four of Swords, mm. which... Can um, I see the pick? Yeah, it's really interesting. This deck is so mystical. It's, there's... Oh, that's the resting one. It's, oh yeah, it's that recharging and resting. Yeah. Um, so it says four of swords brings the opportunity of calm, peace, and introspection. It whispers, listen to your inner self, recognize when it's time to withdraw from the craziness of life. Like you said. Yeah. And also the, the swords, I mean, that's so young metal and that's literally that as such a strong symbol. I mean, not literally symbolically <laughs> it's aligned <laughs> with the, the young metal element and, um, and then how Natasha was saying, like, we'll have this kind of all of these things happening in our minds and in our lives and to just like breathe and take a step back before we act. Yeah. Um, it says it signals the pre uh, pressures and stresses in life are getting out of control, creating mental tension that is unhealthy for the body and spirit. The ego mind needs to acknowledge it's time to retreat. The key to the four of swords is removing yourself from outside influences and distractions, taking time to decompress, reconnecting to your purpose, thus revitalizing the body, mind, and spirit. The gift of the four of swords is rest, regeneration, and healing. Mm. So there's a lot more, but I think that kind of summarizes yeah, like, yeah. taking that's, a step back from anxiety. Yes. And it's interesting because I got the four of fire, Ooh. which four um, in tarot is like stability in a container, which is exactly what mm. I was talking about when I was going to do the, um, you know, the ownership courts. I was yeah. saying that like we need a container. Yeah, you know, to really it feel is. That. Yeah, holding space is what because in yeah. this book she talks about just the number before she goes into each individual mm -hmm. number, and she says, "Yeah, that four is holding space, creating a place with strong foundations and boundaries." Exactly why I was going to do those ownership courts, but what we—it's also a very powerful to hold space by connecting to your own inner child, and having self-compassion. So this says, each clan has its own ancient rituals and rites of passage, its own way of connecting to the sacred feline nature. I am reading from Mystical Cats Tarot. For the fire cats, the most spiritual of clans, the source of all mystical power is light. Just like you were talking about. In their many temples, they meditate on the sparkling mysteries and worship their own beauty that shines from within. The cat's advice, mundane practice practicalities will not fully feed your spirit. Make time for wonder, beauty, magic, and connection to the sacred. If you have a ritual or spiritual practice, give it more time and attention on a daily basis. If you don't have such a practice, it may be time to create one. Look for the light. And it's so funny, the whole your whole ritual is about finding the light. Yeah. And it actually was reversed, but it says if this card is reversed, it has the same meaning with the additional message to bring others into your rituals and explorations of the mystical light within. Mm. Can I see that card? Um, you should be able to, but I'm pretty, I just put it away. Oh, it's okay. Okay, I'll look for it anyway. Um, when we 
Oh, here it is. It's really, maybe we should take a picture and put it on the, um. Oh, yeah, I was thinking that is a good thing for us to post on Instagram is our cards we draw. Oh, yeah. Well, that's actually going to be part of our Patreon benefit. Oh, right. Yeah. Every week. Yeah, we're going to subscribe. I'm going to be learning that as we go on Patreon. (laughs) But at one level, um, the $8 level, I believe, will send a picture of our cards and the picture of the um, what's in the workbook. That's part of it. No. Um, all right, everybody, you will have a wonderful, light-filled, self-compassion-filled week. And a magical in bulk, and yeah. happy birthday to you, Natasha. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm glad we fit that in one more time. All <laughs> right, bye, everybody. Hopefully it was fun and not irritating.